Welcome back, everybody. It is a beautiful day to live in the Midwest. It is currently mm-hmm. 85 degrees on an evening, Tuesday evening. Beautiful tonight. It is the 10th of May. Vinny, we're back again. Dude, we are back. Is it me or do we kind of miss spring a little bit? <laughs> no, no, no. See, this this always happens. It, it's it's just simply there's there's winter and and your and your heat's on and then you you get a ninety degree day and then you just flip the switch and and <laughs> right the air. air conditioning's on. There's yeah, no was, in between here. I was like, usually I'm getting in my car, freeze, and turn the heat on. Today it was just an immediate scorcher right in my car. I'm like, damn. I really want that like 65 to 70 degree day. It's all right. It hit 90 today by my work. So that was fun. Um, but no, it's not big boy weather, but I'm going to appreciate it because it's better than freezing your ass off, I suppose. Yeah, no, it is. And, and you know, I've been trying to get outside as much as I possibly can. But Look I mean, you I go. will play say, 60. I will. Yeah, play 60. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I did today in true big guy fashion? What's that? I went and got my first gold bond powder of the season oh let's go because because why not right you got to make sure them things don't chat <laughs> yes Shaquille o'neal did it best you know yes. those advertisements were great Fuck. yeah no it's uh it's great it's great man i mean hey at the end of the day Shaq pushing the gold bond powder <laughs> and every other brand ever <laughs> And every other brand ever is right. Yeah, like no, I it's do uh, me on that shit. Yeah, no. I mean, hey, we got to do what we got to do to stay cool, and you know that's what it's needed. But it speaking is of the people's n- nether regions, Mike. Oh, great transition! Thank you. Go ahead, Vinny. Thank Take you. It. Uh, shall we start today with the strange and unusual? Yes, we shall. We are back. So, so the the Cubs played the Dodgers this weekend in a. I would call it a grunge match, but the Dodgers dominated them. But this strange and unusual goes out to Wilson Contreras, catcher for the Chicago Cubs, um, on a wild pitch. Wilson Contreras gets up and goes to get the ball. Max Muncy's still in the batter's box, so Contreras goes, kind of grabs Muncy by the thigh a little bit to try to that get around no him, thigh. and then that he no just thigh. no, that's that was the beginning. He was like testing the water, and then he just got a full hand. Of ball sack. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it kind of looks deliberate. Like he I was going to say intentional. Like, it kind of looks like he definitely <laughs> was meaning to ping him right in the pills. I mean, Muncy's I mean, not because... a small boy. <laughs> like, no, he's, he's not. He's not. But, I mean, here's the thing. Why aren't you wearing a cup? You know I what guess. I'm saying? You got to protect the pills. You got to protect the crown jewels over here. That's you know, otherwise, you, you know, guy to guy. You, you're gonna get pinged in the pills here, but also, this is a, a lot of times you're you're ready for it. I don't think he was ready for Contreras to go up and smack his balls real quick. Oh God, I keep watching it on replay, and I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> oh my lord, it was a nice little reach around. It just seems I, completely I, unnecessary. <laughs> just so I unnecessary. To, I used to be a catcher, right, in baseball, so I, I I can't ever foresee a scenario of this happening. It was totally deliberate. I mean, every now and again, you'd go to block a pitch, and then the ball itself would go underneath the cup. Right. Oh, dear God, seeing stars. So, like, the pain I get, but then again, dear Lord, you got to be wearing it. You know, some protection here. That's there's true. A, I, a I have a feeling that the majority of baseball players don't wear cups. Mm. Well, I'm sure of it. As Bob Mennery said, 
Right in the dick, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't seen that video, it's definitely worth worth the watch. It's freaking hilarious. Like the whole draw after it of everybody just being like, "Oh, like I think I think it was just a reach around or whatever." It's like, "Oh no, no, no! Like, this is this is right fuck? in the pills." Right? Yeah, in the I was pills. like, "That guy, that guy shot the or kicked the field goal, and that guy made the field goal." Well, my right whole thing pole. is this. Did Muncie strike out after this, after he got hit in the pillow? I don't know, because actually. I would like to see what happened after that. Poor he guy. Was... He did the prototypical <laughs> hands on the knees. Just, oh, dear God. Just, you know, <laughs> chances are this guy's pills are in his chest. Yeah, he probably fucked up for the rest of that at bat, I'd say. Yeah, at that point, I'm just like, you can just keep it. Can I just take my pace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That should count. Does this count as just like a walk? I got hit in the balls. It should. I mean, if the catcher hits you, it should also count as a, a walk. Yeah, does that count as like this? You no, know, it would be no, ironic. He actually does it did count walk. as two balls? Does, <laughs> it just, does it count as two balls after that? It should. He actually did end up walking in that at bat. Dodgers scored two runs to take the lead in that. that well, end, then so. the joke is on Contreras now, isn't it? Although sure. Wilson Contreras is an absolute freak of nature for everybody uh, not aware of who he is yeah. and what he's about. I Guy saw a rock star. I saw a top five list. I was talking to my brother who is a Cubs fan. Um, top five catchers list. Wilson Contreras was not on it. That's that's Bush. That I, is Bush. I'm pretty sure he is for sure. They put Grandal first, and I'm like, I love Yaz. Grandal. I don't know if he's first. Yeah, he's Grandal. been getting, he's been getting overrated yeah. for years. He's For a defensive sure. liability. A, yeah. B, he gets on base a lot, but he doesn't hit the ball a lot. And he it's can't just, run. And he can't run. <laughs> but I he does hit Yabos, and when he hits a home run, it's sexy. Yeah, he's got a great stroke, but don't get me wrong. It's just like, only okay. Works one out of every five times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like he, he is not worth what we paid him. But we'll get more into that during yeah. our MLB sector. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vinny, they're on the way to get you, my guy. Uh, um, yeah, we're in Chicago. Sometimes you're just going to get them sirens. It is what it sometimes is. Sometimes you're going to get that siren. Hey, this is the most Chicago thing ever. And it's gone. All right. And it's gone. <laughs> Kentucky Derby was nuts. You know, yes. this was the first year of many that as a group, we weren't at the Arlington racetrack, which in theory, the Chicago Bears have purchased already, yep. supposedly, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was the first year, you know, I didn't get dressed up and, uh, you know, go yeah. drink mint juleps and do my thing. So I was a little depressed. I'm not going to lie. I do it was have a one thing. Sad. I have one thing to sound off on here. Sound offense. It is the scenario like this. Going to the Kentucky Derby is the scenario where you can dress pretty wild. Right. But yeah. there are still limits to it. And I was watching the broadcast. And sure. all every single person on well, every lady, I guess, on the broadcast had this like Hunger Games ass hat on. Not like a like a Kentucky Derby hat, like really tall, wild, exuberant hat hats. And I'm like, I don't know if this is on theme. Like, I think you guys are trying way too fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes the hats, I'm not going to lie, are elaborate. But then again, you know, dating a woman. Uh, who it rocks hats? Try to call like, me out, bro. Uh, just absolute <laughs> queen. No, yeah, no. She does. She does. She she can wear hats unlike any woman I've ever There's met in my life. Why 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 way. one day she will be the the wifey? But you know the thing of it is here is like 
sometimes these things look like they were made in like a machine shop. That's what I'm and saying. And you're like, where the hell did you get this thing yeah, from? Like a like a blacksmith made it out of metal. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Is that like a armor? blacksmith? Is that craft? armor? <laughs> like, are Sorry, you dude, afraid I'm, I'm, of? <laughs> I'm on Game of Thrones. I'm on Game of Thrones. I've been watching Game of Thrones again recently, so I'm all about that shit. I can't get into the to, to the like mythical world. Mikey, come I on! Can't. It's the I best, can't. dude. There's murder. I was never a big Lord of the Rings guy. Yeah, you know. this is a little bit different, but yeah, no, totally. It's like it's wild because it starts to see like the whole series off we're squirreling a little bit but if we start it starts the whole series off and like the first like like the third scene is just an incest scene and you're like this is what i'm signing up for for the rest of these series and it's it, honestly truly one of my favorite shows ever the ending is brutal i'm watching it right now for the third time so yeah i already know what to expect but still i'd love that show dearly and you know yeah she's got blacksmith armor hats on that's all i wanted to say but well, no, I mean, listen, and to add to that, yeah, we are squirreling, so it's my turn now. Yeah, please. Um, I'm more of a Sopranos guy, you know, get mm-hmm. the gabagool, get the gabagool. I've I've actually rewatched, I started rewatching the Sopranos. I'm sure. And to, and to correlate more Italian that, this week than, than ever. Thanks, brother. Love you, <laughs> yeah, too. Oh, my God. Anyway, anyway oh, God. the gabagool. Hey, God damn. The gabagool. <laughs> anyway, to, to lead to that, the episode where Ralphie burns the barn down on the racehorse mm-hmm. that they had yep. and then you know him and tony get into that you know that kind of reminds me of rich strike here because he was he was not slated to win this thing at all Mm-mm. and i was watching the race you know as they'll say the most exciting two minutes in sports yeah that's actually true <laughs> if you bet this i mean insane odds i had to i had a friend that had it man seriously crazy swear to god how much um, did I, mean, bet on I think it? I think he put like a five around it. Like he didn't win a lot, a lot, but in comparison, it was unbelievable. So it was eighty-eight to one for him to win. Um, second biggest long shot ever, or I guess since nineteen thirteen, after Doan Rail did it or whatever that horse's name was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't even close to alive, but it was insane. I was listening to a couple things beforehand because I I tend to nerd about this. People know I'm a stats guy here, but I was trying to figure out like, oh, like what's the expectation for the for the races as a whole? Um, this guy, I guess, came this horse came from one of those like like um I guess like auction things beforehand where it's like these ones can run, but like it's not like a breeded like horse from like an actual person. So this kind of this this horse came out of nowhere, which is pretty awesome and then also another side thing they were saying that the beginning like at the beginning of the race it was going to be whoever's in the front in the beginning is probably going to be in the front at the end because it was like wetter conditions not necessarily what happened entirely um i think it's badass for the sport i i love the kentucky derby and the last thing i will say is last time i went there i didn't make one dollar so maybe i should have bet on this guy to make it all back (laughs) when i was there on the the Kentucky trip, which we have most of our photos from on the on the Insta, yep. we just we uh, just ended up going there at the same time. By the way, we weren't even yeah, going it was, on the same trip. <laughs> we weren't even planning to go on the same trip. I was going to just drink bourbon with my friends and go see all the distilleries and mm-hmm. also have a derby day. Vince was going for a bachelor party, so so we can go see the distilleries and have a derby day. <laughs> Pretty much, so we but we just <laughs> we just did it for the fuck of it, and everybody was like, "Oh, are you guys, you know, here for a bachelor party?" We're like, "No, uh, we're just here to to drink fun stuff." But because the weather's nice. <laughs> the weather was nice, and it was a wonderful time. Now, what I will say 
is that the Kentucky Derby is a historic landmark and it is beautiful. Um, you know, Churchill Downs and all that. It, it, it's just gorgeous. Historic, uh, oh, yeah. So it, it is beautiful. Now, it was a very rainy day, but what's mm-hmm. funny is a guy who used to run up the street, a guy by the name of Lil Mitch, was running that day at Churchill Downs. Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome. And I, we were in the, like, the, the exclusive club, had breakfast, did the whole thing, hair of the dog. And legit, the one old man who'd worked there for years, we were kind of betting on some ponies. And he came up to me. He was like, young man, come here. He said, the only thing I know is he's, he's looking at the – He's looking at the uh, the program, and he's looking at me. And he goes, "The only thing I know is, when Mitch runs with this trainer, he always wins." It was the last race of the day. We all went all in on this horse, easy, and yeah. sure enough, he won. We all walked out winners. Let's go! Yeah, that guy sees it every day, in and out. Hell yeah! It's cool when you get the inside line. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, totally. We got it on the arm. But no, it was a hell of a Kentucky Derby. Once again, a little sad. We would also be remiss if we didn't explain how fucked up Drake was on live television. That boy was feeling himself. That was wild. He was dancing a lot. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, he's a sad boy, generally. Like, I mean, I like Drake. in his shower. (laughs) I certainly don't like everything that Drake has done. I like Drake in general. I like old Drake a lot more. Right, but he's just at the Kentucky Derby, like he just broke up with a girl, which he probably did, and she like broke his heart, and he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna have a girl's day with my girls, Jack Harlow, and he's just going out there getting all flirty and weird. It was awesome. <laughs> Good for Drake. Oh, dude. Good for Drake. He's probably gonna go make a song about it when he's done. Yeah. I've been doing it at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go again. <laughs> no, for real, though, they were going to cut out. Like, the producers were like, all right, cut back to the race. He might Drake do something like, stupid. Drake called it out. He's like, "What? what's more interesting than this? He's like, honestly. He's like, what are you guys going to cut to? Nothing. He's like, Nothing. the racetrack? He goes, they're not even running. Let's just right. chat for a little while. The jockeys? The interviewer, <laughs> the interviewer was dying laughing. So I thought that was awesome. Um but yeah, no, Drake, shout out. I mean, that was that was nuts. Now, that was hilarious. you know, I guess the male or, or the the human version of racehorses, I mm-hmm. mean, would we consider that fighting like boxing? I right? would probably consider that just track and field, but I know what you're getting at here. OK, got um, you. Got yeah. <laughs> but even so, yeah, it's like the, you know, the ultimate champion, the the number one, like most dominant, whatever of that type. Boxing sure. happened this weekend. Canelo Alvarez was going for. I want to say his fifth division title. He's just going up the ranks. Canelo Alvarez, for everybody, I mean, everybody should know his name by now. Uh, Mexican born, Mexican born boxer. Yeah, he's like, he's top five ever. Like some people might argue he's best pound for pound. I won't do that, but some people might argue that. Um, He went to Vegas to fight Dimitri Bivol. Um, at a higher weight class for sure. Um, he's done it a couple times. People are like, you know what, Alvarez probably has it. He did it. Bavall dominated his ass. Um, he like Alvarez actually landed a career low eighty four punches. And what was fun about it, um, as I was watching it, so obviously like the whole crowd was there for Alvarez. Like everybody from Mexico was just like, we're here for our boy. So Bavall first off had nobody and like that was cheering for him. Um, luckily all the, all the swears were in Spanish. So I don't know if he knew everything. Cause I believe this guy's Eastern European. Um, but yeah, he was kind of just dominating the whole round. And there was a few times where Alvarez was like, come and get me, come and get me. Bavall just kind of stayed true to himself, like landed a bunch of, 
landed a bunch of punches. He probably won by more than they actually scored him, but by decision, uh, game over. Shout out to Baval, just like, you know, doing his job because a lot of times it's like, oh, the champ lost. Oh, no. It's like, nah, this guy came up and he's like, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm the champ of this division. So that was a really fun fight to watch, um, especially for not a KO. I don't, definitely don't get like too jacked about that here or there. So. Well, yeah, decision fights aren't what you want to see. Like, for example, when Tyson Fury um, had his last fight, Against, I mean, that's our. Yeah. Yeah. No. Wilder, I want to say. Yeah, Wilder. Yeah, it was Fury and Wilder. His last fight, which supposedly uh, he is going to be fighting soon, but literally that was, in my opinion, one of the best heavyweight bouts I've ever seen in my life. Um, where, you know, just throwing it, 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 hands, just, throwing, yeah, just hands. throwing hands, just a bunch of big dudes throwing hands, bringing the heavyweight division back, which it hasn't been anything since the nineties. So, you know, it's been, uh, it's been cool to see some boxing Canelo come back. He always does, you know, he went up and weight. Yeah, so I and don't like know how he, many pounds he went up, but it, it, he went up a couple, like, cause this is like the second or third time he did it. So I don't know it exactly. And I'm not going to lie. Like I do, um, but he did go up considerably for this one. So it was he's he's a smaller guy so he definitely has to get up and like there is a limit to that you know because a lot of times it's like oh like if you're a great fighter you can fight in any division not really it's not really what it is because you have a specific height you have a specific reach and also like once you put on more muscle the game kind of changes because if you get caught with one it's a lot different from a heavyweight than it is from say a lightweight or whatever it may be or welterweight or whatever it may be absolutely heavy hands are a real thing weight behind the punches are a real thing um, you know, to me, it's, it's always interesting to see these guys and the motivation behind doing so, because, you know, guys like Floyd, he never really did such a thing. I mean, he always kind of stated his welterweight division. He never mm. really got outside of that. He was comfy. Um, yeah, but you know, once again, another one where those fights would sell out pay-per-view crazy and, you know, you wouldn't see a knockout. You'd just see, you know, basically Floyd just hiding and running the whole, the whole, yeah, just it's just mastery shit. You're just watching them go back and forth, just doing their yeah. own mastery. That's why I think like when it's all said and done, I mean, in my opinion, you know, to me, Rocky Marciano is the greatest fighter to ever live, but fire, you know, sugar, sugar, Ray, all this, all these guys who are legends in the game. Of course, Muhammad Ali, you know, are you talking it, just it boxing goes, or in general? I'm talking boxing. Okay, I was gonna you say. know, UFC is totally separate. <laughs> I was like, oh, like boy. Chuck Liddell, like Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes in the early two thousands. Those Bones. guys were legitimate. Sure, he does man. coke and steroids with John Bones Jones. That guy. If he Chuck was clean, he thing. would be the most undisputed best ever. In my literally, opinion. just be one of the most dangerous human beings on the face of the planet, which he already is. As it is, yeah, yeah. So pretty crazy, pretty crazy. But yeah, and you know. Canelo will come back fighting his weight division win. You know, these guys, it's just like after you make so much money, what's the point anymore? Yeah. Well, that was that's what kind of what they were saying too. It's like there comes the limit. Cause what's he got? 61 fights, 39 of them are KOs. Like the motherfucker just dominates. He's 57 2 and 2 at this point. I think he just loves beating the shit out of people, which is kind of what you want to see from that. Um yeah, I mean, people are going to come up and try to take his belts, and he's going to obviously fight them for them. Um, and again, he's a four division champ, so come and get it. You know, <laughs> it kind of is it. what it is. You ready? For I don't. It, he's not. He's it. not taking anything besides the top of any division. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's boxing to me. It, it really it comes and it goes. It's it's entertainment, of course, just like most of this stuff. But you don't follow it as closely as you do like football, baseball, or the NBA. Yeah, but you get um, up for the fights though. Yeah, of course. Kind of you is, you, yeah. you want to see the fights. You you want to, you know, have some people over. You throw them a pizza or whatever. You order some pizza. You watch the fight. I mean, that's what you do. 
It's just fun. It's just fun. Now, with all that being said, talking about getting paid an absolute bag, and he's not even going to do the job yet. For another year. Or Or two. I mean, who knows? But Tom Brady (laughs) just got a 10-year, $375 million deal from Fox Sports to be an analyst. When he retires, that's when the contract comes into effect. It's like, how in the hell? Can I get a? Can I get my next gig like now? And then all like, you, you have know, to do, we'll do it? all you got to do, Mike, to make that happen, is be the best possible person at that job for the next twenty odd years. I'm I'm on my way. I'm I'm coming, my baby. <laughs> okay, I'm coming, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, do you think he's actually gonna be good? Oh, I think, think he's gonna be just... great. I think he's yeah. gonna be great. It's time. Whatever he's doing, he will be the best at. What's the longest you've ever heard that man speak in succession? Like, games are long. Man. Oh, I am a Tom Brady. I, I know you Tom are, but I'm saying, Brady to, like, invite some parody into this conversation. Like, you okay, know what listen, I'm saying? I think Tom will be great. I think he's going to okay. be like the Tony Romos. I think he's going to be just as into it. He's going to understand all the play calling behind each team and all this good stuff. He'll be fresh he out have of the, the league. character. Oh, he's got all the character. He's got a great personality. He's Tom Brady. I know, but that's he's I kinda, Tom effing Brady. That's what it's saying in my head. But like, I haven't heard him talk for more than five minutes. Granted, I haven't seen like the man in the arena or whatever. Oh, so. the man in the arena is fantastic. He's a very eloquent speaker. He's a very okay. heartfelt guy. I mean, yeah, it's difficult not to love Tom Brady. Do I maybe have a small man crush on Tom Brady? That's small. neither here nor there. <laughs> it is what it is. The only one you got a bigger one for is Rogers. Oh. This fucking Boom, guy. dude, it don't this stop, This fucking bro. guy. It don't this stop, This fucking bro. guy sneaking it in wherever we can. <laughs> I swear to God. It you know, in stop. news, if you want to talk, okay, you, you, you wanted it, you got it. Did you hear Jordan Love is on the trading block? Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like... It- that was just supposed to happen. I, I don't What's his think worth? the Packers. What's his worth? Nothing. What has he done? Yeah, nothing. He started he's one a game late, against the Chiefs. He's a late first round pick that's had a couple starts and hasn't done shit. And I don't see a lot from him being like, this is what's going to make him good. Like, no team's going to, like, completely, uh, what's the term? Like, like, sacrifice their future for. So, like, they're not going to get much for him, I don't think. I think they're just like, okay, he's not the guy, so maybe somebody else wants him. What's he worth? What's he worth to someone? You know, know, is like he a third round pick? <laughs> maybe. That's even high, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe. I think if I'm any organization, I give up a fifth round pick. You know, if I'm like an organization, I don't know, maybe like the Seahawks or somebody who's looking to get to that next step, you know, maybe you like him. You know, I thought to myself, you know, here's here's here might be a guy for like Sean McVay to take in, right? Mm-hmm. Like Sean McVay would take in a guy like that, put him behind Stafford, similar skill sets, can throw the big ball, can do all this stuff, and you sit him under Stafford for a little while. And then when Stafford's done, presumably in the next two to three years, boom, he's the guy. I don't even think they're going to want to pay a one-year contract or like a rookie contract to the guy, like a first-round rookie contract. because He's getting paid decently well for what he is. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, he's, he's getting paid very well. Um, you know, he's a first round draft pick, so he's still getting that money. He's living right. in Green Bay. He's chilling. I mean, I would just be on vacation a lot. I would show up late to training sure camp on purpose. No way. <laughs> at this stage of the game. Why he not? hasn't done shit. I mean, I guess that's true, but what are they going to do? I'd stay in Cabo I, for a little longer. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't think he has much of a trade value at all. They haven't done him any any favors for trade value here. So <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, giving him some hope. It's like, well, he's going to be the guy. And then Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm back. What's popping? Right. It, it's just, it's it just was a dumb draft funny. pick when it happened. And it still is to this day. Oh, the greatest <laughs> I, reaction. I was so is, jacked. <laughs> the greatest reaction is Ty from the Pat McAfee show losing his mind about that pick. It's priceless. It was it's ridiculous priceless. when it happened. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. I mean, so many other glaring needs. and they, It was the biggest middle finger to Rodgers. Right? Yeah, fuck yeah. That's why they've been trying to patch that up for the last two years or whatever it was, three years now. Um, I just it's feel not- as if, I don't know, to me it's like Rodgers has got a few more years left. They got to draft another QB here. They're soon, just trying to really. dump his ass right now, yeah. Yeah, but there's the thing. He does have some value to the team Send because he Seattle. knows the system. <laughs> I think okay now <laughs> now to transition on that yeah right the Browns got to make a decision here before they owe Baker all this money right what do you do and what's Baker's worth that and if like we're talking QB worse right it's probably similar based on the amount of money that Baker's gonna get like <clears throat> a team's not gonna want to sacrifice their future for Baker Mayfield right now if they're gonna spend that much money the cap's a real thing we're not in the MLB so the cap's a real thing. He's getting paid a lot of money. Like, are you going to want to do that? Or for now, at least, and maybe if he pans out, you're going to have to pay him again, you know? And, I mean, ideally, the the best case scenario is if he pans out. So you got to send him to somewhere that doesn't have shit going on for the next couple of years. See if he can become something. But even in that regard, are they looking for a good payback for this? Or is it kind of like Baker wants to leave? Let's get him out of here so it's not a problem in the future. Because it will be a problem in spring training, or not spring training, geez, in uh, training camp for what it is. So, Well, here's the question. What is he worth, right? Well, I, every team knows you're trying to get rid of this contract. So every team is going to be like, yeah, we'll just wait for him to get to get released at this point. Because well, that's what I'm saying, too. A it's, it's a huge contract. So, like, they would probably take anything at this point. Yeah, I, I think that they take a bag of footballs for him if they could. Right. Um, honestly, I feel as if he's going to get released. They're going to figure yeah. out a, a buyout option. Yeah. And they'll try and manipulate the money in a way. I mean, that's um, best case for everybody, too, because then Baker gets to go where he wants. Baker's camp has been on record saying that they feel as if the Browns purposely sabotaged him. I think they did. I don't know if it's all. I'm not going to lie. No, I I think it was well just just based on like the back and forth when Deshaun wasn't going to the Browns and Baker's like yes I'm here I'm confirmed whatever blah blah blah, and then they ended up getting him back again because Baker wanted to get traded beforehand they were talking about getting rid of him before that and then none of that actually happened they were kind of just like well, and the thing is is it doesn't make sense for the Browns because they actually like completely ruined his trade value too. So I don't no, even the, know was, why they it was did terrible it. management of his situation like if you're gonna do this. You know, kind of don't make a lot of this stuff public, right? right? Don't make a lot of this stuff public. Like the Hollywood Brown trade they said was done for months. Yeah, it was a lot. For example, right? So you, you can't let shit come out in an organization. And today that's impossibly, impossibly difficult. But, you know, it, it's one of these scenarios where, yeah, I mean, okay, let me ask you this. If you're the GM of a franchise, you're a head coach, aren't you? If one of the best QBs in the league is available, arguably top 10, top five, Yep. Aren't you going to go try and get him? Well, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, right? you should at least be wild, like open with the guy. 
But I mean, he yeah, was your first round draft pick, and it is what it is. Like, there's he just was some... the first. He was a first pick in the overall, first round, right? Yeah, he was a first overall pick. So, and he brought him to the playoffs, and there was a lot of love for him for a minute there. First, first Browns QB to go to the playoffs since like Bernie Kosar. Tim Couch. <laughs> Tim Couch was terrible. But my whole thing is like, do you think Baker is a top fifteen quarterback? <clears throat> oh no, no chance. What would you pet him? Hmm. Well, I guess this is the thought exercise. So, like, there's I mean, 32 I, teams, right? Exactly. And if you're looking at every team, like, uh, he's probably late teens, might be early 20s. Where does Mitch fit in this? Where does Vince? Where does Reverend Vince's money Mitch fit in this? Top three? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the 20s too, for sure. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I just, it's nice to see him get an opportunity as far as. Mitch Trubisky's concerned, but do you want to like put a wager on like how soon Kenny Pickett becomes the starting quarterback for the Steelers? I don't think he starts at all this year. You don't? No, but I wouldn't. I think it's going to be like week four. (laughs) I think it's going to be the first sign of trouble with Money Mitch and the first dead duck he. The Steelers don't act like the Bears though. That's really important to remember. Uh, Talent's talent. You know what I'm saying, my guy? Maybe. Yeah, I, I would say earliest is probably week 10, but I don't really oh, think he's going to be no playing way. this No way. No way. Over, under on that. No, I'm, t- I'm taking the under on 10. All right. If here week we 10 is the bar, here we right. are. And here we ten, are. 10 will be the bar. 10 will be the bar. 10 will be I'll the bar. I'll pay you back a pizza party if he, get, if he comes in before 10. If not, you still owe me one. I mean, we're still waiting on the pizza party, but, you know, it's Hot Boy Summer, so we got to cut. That's true. You gotta know what I'm sure. saying? This shit looks good in a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. No, but for real, I, I definitely believe that Baker, I think he's going to go. I, I don't know. To me, Seattle just comes to mind because after the draft, all these teams address their needs. Yeah. I feel as I mean, that, also uh, Atlanta, though, dude, like Marcus Mariota isn't shit. They drafted Ritter. They drafted Desmond. Right. Ritter. I know, but. <laughs> I guess it's kind you don't of like think Desmond Davis. Ritter's a guy. No, uh, I don't. And also, <clears throat> it feels it might be like it feels like Davis Mills without the fact that Davis Mills was like better than him coming in. I it'd be cool. I think Atlanta's not going to like Ritter in the long term, but I don't know what Atlanta does on a day to day basis. Everything doesn't make sense to me. So you hope for the best. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, <laughs> for, hey, you, you know there. the draft grades as we just explained in our last. Uh, our last episode, you know, they're so subjective. It's bullshit. Yeah, it, it's all bullshit. These guys got to prove it. The next level, Desmond Ritter could be a stud. He could be a bust. No one right. knows. You know, I thought Davis Mills is going to be ass, and he actually ended up being all right last year. So called it, called it. You said he was good though. <laughs> if Dave, yes, I did. I said Davis he Mills will be I. very good. <laughs> he was I, dude. Dude, they said the Bears were looking at him if they couldn't get Fields. So to me, I was kind of looking forward to that because he's he's more of a guy that can come in and do it. Now, in my opinion, if Davis Mills waits a year, plays another year at Stanford, he's the number one quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft. 100%. Fuck yeah. Yeah, compared to the people that got drafted yeah. this year, yeah, no doubt. Kenny Pickett with his no glove, no love, you know what I'm saying? I mean, love he's out shit, there bro. throwing with his glove because he's got a little hands or something. You know, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's weird. And then Malik Willis, you know, going to a situation where Vince had him so high. What if, um, dude, I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I he think played he's, at Liberty, he's though, a so it's rough. Yeah, he's a project. Sure. And then Tannehill coming out saying, yeah, that's not my problem. 
Well, basically. yeah, yeah. They're well. What? If, okay. <clears throat> a lot of and this is kind of how it went too, because a lot of times it's just like if you have an older quarterback, you got to bring a younger guy in to teach him and all that shit. It's so dumb. What a dumb concept in my mind. Like that's like you're like in a fuck like a, an accountant, and it's like hey. Uh, can you teach this guy how to do accounting? And then after that, he's going to take your job and then you're going to get dropped. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Tannehill's, I think, like 33, 34. So he's getting up there. He still wants to start with this team. There's no reason why he'd be like, hey, this is everything you have to do to take my job. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's And also, that was kind of taken out of a context, too, the way that people said it, too. Because at the end of it, he's like, listen, we're both going to be in the same quarterback group. We're both learning the same things. If he can gather some things from me, good for him. But I'm, he does not feel like his obligation to be teaching Malik Willis day in and day out. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't blame him. What I mean, it wasn't too aggressive in his phrasing. He basically stated right. that, okay, it's not necessarily my job to mentor him, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to help him along. Right. He's not going to hate the dude. No, he's. I'm not going to hate him, but I'm not going to be your best bud. We're going to compete. Yeah. No, exactly. He's competing for a job. I'll help you learn the way we're going to be in the same room basically is what he said. And then right. I'm kind of, I'm paraphrasing of course, but it's still something to me that Tannehill, he is on his way out. He's another one who's a top 20 quarterback, I think, or in that 20 range and on, you know, he, he doesn't show up in big games. He has games where he looks okay. And he wasn't he good till to- he got to Tennessee. Yeah, and, and he wasn't good till he got to Tennessee is right. I mean, I mean, then again, he played under Adam Gase in Miami, who's a total shitbag but those it eyes is, though oh the <laughs> eyes in the press conference with the whoa holy shit <laughs> where am i um sort of thing but this is what new jersey looks like <laughs> oh my god what a crackhead how much adderall yeah. do we think he took that day because he was buzzing he was zooted my guy <laughs> he was absolutely zooted zoot scoop boogie i mean he was feeling it but no, I think this Malik Willis thing is going to be a project more so than anything. I think Tannehill's yeah. going to start the full year, and they might bring him yeah, in as no a doubt. gadget guy uh, to run some, you know, wildcat stuff. Because I feel as if you know Vrabel likes to get creative with that. Yes. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And then the schedule comes out on May twelfth. So it's so funny when that happens. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I just, guys, I just, here's a here's an update so you guys know when schedules get released. There's like five Adam Schefter tweets a year that's like, in a couple days we're going to announce when we're going to announce schedules. <laughs> and then like two days later they're like, and the schedules come out this day. Like they make it such a big fucking deal that there's announcements for announcements for announcements of when the schedule is coming out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean they do like a full special. Yeah. on ESPN with that. And they like, start leaking them and stuff too. It's like, oh, th- what could this mean for the schedule? <laughs> I just hope the Bears don't get dicked. That's all I hope. I just hope I'm the fine Bears if they don't do. get like a you shit know, end of a stick. They're just going to be bad this year. Like, let's just let them do it. I mean, listen, I like what Ryan Poles has to say. He says yeah. he's not rushing a process. They are committed to fields. They are trying to build around him, which is nice to hear. But you hope he'd say that. Right. Uh, you just yeah, hope this a, year. That's the wrong thing to say if he doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, but then again, from everything I'm hearing uh, and reading, uh, the Luke Getze. Uh, offense is one that him and Luke are, are starting to grow a bond and, and like that. fields is starting to get, you know, his input known about what he likes to do and what he doesn't like to do and what fits his strengths, and what doesn't. So it's going to be very interesting to see. I just hope we see progress 
The defense to me is going to be interesting. I hope the secondary improves with the four, three switch. Now I think there's going to be some learning curve there. Um, and then, you know, David Nguakwu, who we were going to sign from the, from the Bengals is now looking to sign with the jets. So I don't know how one goes, Oh yeah, he doesn't complete the physical. And then now you can go to the jets. So I don't, I don't understand. I think they were just like, he's too thick. (laughs) Well, no, they said he had some lingering injuries and that was the issue. So who knows, but the bears are going to be, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's hope it's not an absolute factory of sadness. <laughs> let's just say there aren't there aren't huge expectations. <laughs> no, no, and we're not doing a Bears corner this because week, there's nothing but... to fucking talk about. <laughs> no, at the end of the day, I'll give one. Yeah, um, the, all right, uh, uh, for the people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for real, I I, I definitely think this schedule is going to be interesting. How it plays out, this is always big indications. But another thing that's coming yes. to the the uh, NFL realm, so to speak, is the XFL. There's yep. ties from the XFL to the NFL now. XFL will be coming out in 2023, I believe, uh, or late 2022, they're stating. Yep. So now this is going to be something where supposedly, allegedly, from what I'm reading, is that the XFL will be like a feeder league, like minor league baseball is to baseball. So... I think this is semi-interesting. Okay. Now, Vinny sent me this post today on the Instagram that I thought was very interesting. The Gramps. I mean, Vince, you want to elaborate a little bit on what this was? Yeah. Yeah. So first off, XFL, you know, you hope for the best. I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson's part of it or whatever now. (laughs) Like, we've seen this happen so many times. Like, these minor league, quote-unquote, independent football leagues, and they all kind of just, like, disassemble after a year so i hope that doesn't happen um but for what it is on instagram original poster not known so if the winner of the xfl championship right should play the worst nfl team if the xfl team wins they get promoted i.e like uh the champions league kind of like that and the nfl team gets demoted i love it. it i i i think personally this would add such an element like teams, but you know, then again, if the bears are the shit end of the stick, right. Exactly. And, we use, and we lose to the XFL team, the NFL isn't going to lose that revenue. Right. But then again, the concept in my opinion is, is cool. Awesome. Yeah. And, and like, I love it. I do. I think you would honestly need to completely abolish the NFL draft then though. <laughs> Cause yeah, I if, agree. if you're, if you're like Trevor Lawrence, for instance, and you just get drafted 1-1, <clears throat> but the next year you lose the XFL team and you're out, he's going to be like, fuck this, dude. I'm not playing in, like, I don't know, like, Birmingham, Alabama instead of fucking, like, Jacksonville or wherever that was supposed to play. Like, there's a lot of guys that'd be like, nah, no chance, I'm out. Like, like sign me when I'm back in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it would screw up the NFL draft and the amount of money that that brings for mm. The NFLs in itself because they so, do the whole transfer portal thing where it's like, like you can you can buy players basically like they don't really draft players like we do in the like basically every major sports league in America. So like I don't know you get a team you get a team with like 
a bunch of scrubs and then like one really really good guy and then you're just kind of like like imagine if the fucking Panthers were the worst team in the league and then Christian McCaffrey's in the X- XFL just breaking records <laughs> like that would be so wild. Yeah, I mean maybe it's something where the players get demoted then and then get brought up. Yeah, you know, but the problem is with that is is the seasons aren't aligned the same. Right. Right. So, I mean, do you do you give the NFL its wet dream and do you have literally have football every night of the week all the time? And you right. start televising like these minor league games. Maybe that's something. And if like people would watch ass, it, I just there's such a following for football. So I I know every time they come out with one of these leagues, they're like there's so many people that watch football. If we can get a quarter of the amount of people that watch the NFL to watch the XFL, then we're golden. And they just never do. And then a lot of people don't want to put their money into it. And it's just, you know, there's like a lot of a lot of good potential head coaches coming in. Like there's there's whispers of Wade Phillips, like Bob Stoops, Heinz Ward might like all this stuff. It, it's just you get a lot of smoke. There might be a little fire in there, but I don't know. It's it would be so hard with the players to do something like similar to the way that they would in Europe. I like the concept. I, I really like the concept. concept. I thought it would be, be great. Sick. Yeah, that would be so sick. Because just... then it's like the true legitimate toilet bowl. Right. It is like a it is a toilet bowl. You are playing the minor league team, and then you you are the shitty team. You are the Bears. You are the Lions. You are the the Browns. Whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So this to me is something that would be very interesting, and it might get some teams booted. Um, you would expect, so, yeah. though, because it's kind of like that conversation when people have where they're like, oh, like Alabama's amazing forever. Alabama should go and play the Jaguars or the Lions or whatever. You know what? But that's I, it. it that's might it. But still, like, dude, no, that's think it. think about it relatively, like, they should fuck Alabama up, though, you know? Yeah. Like, they but should because they, no, all they are just the best is, players that were in college are now is, not is the best college team. So if that's Bama, the team that wins the national championship comes up to the, to the next level to play the best F- XFL team. And yeah. then, you know, Bama or Georgia would probably roll. That would be fun. They got. Oh dude. Cause and in the same, in the same vein, then it's like, you just have fucking badass players in Alabama and all like the second, third string guys are on these XFL teams and then split up between 32 teams. They might get their ass beat by Alabama too. <laughs> In my like most would, honest opinion, I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it, it's the talent discrepancy would be insane. Is kind of the way I'm thinking. In my most honest opinion, I don't believe any of these secondary football leagues will ever work. I don't either. History repeats itself. You know, the USFL was big in the '80s, and. You know, Bo Jackson got the opportunity to potentially go play in the USFL. Other guys did as well. Um, you know, it, it's it's always interesting to me to see that. And it had its purpose. But then again, it was never what the NFL was from a product standpoint. It used to pull some decent talent, but never anything that was like crazy. I mean, so. yeah, isn't like the isn't the USFL like going on right now or something like that? Yeah, it's really, really bad. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like we're we're die hard, like especially professional on my end, but both ways in football. And it's like it's just it's hard to get up for that. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? it, it is. It, it is, and it's not the same product. You know, I guess like the biggest claim to fame the USL USFL ever had was Jim exactly. Kelly. Oh no, yeah, it was Jim, it was Jim Kelly. 
Yeah. Jim Kelly played in the eighties for the Houston gamblers. And yeah. you know, then the league dissolves and he gets a shot with the bills and just light shit and up. Jim Kelly was stud. But now that, it's that, like the scouts and the internet and all that shit. Like there's no way anybody that's worth a shit's going to be there. You know, no way, no way. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, you see some kids that even follow us on the, on the, on the pod, on the Insta page that are, you know, 14 years old and are already, you know, starting to get hype. Yep. Like Leonard Fournette, for example, was recruited out of middle school to LSU. Right. Like insane. Absolutely it, insane. That's kind of like the whole uh, soccer thing, too, because they'll just like sign 12 year olds and be like, you're going to be good in, in, I don't know, eight years, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah, that's that's huge. That's another thing. And, and, you know, to lean into that, like, for example, like the NBA, you look at guys like Kobe, LeBron, I think they need to bring more of that back. Doesn't the NBA now give guys options to basically forego college and go straight to the G League? Yeah, there's um, there's a whole team, actually, that you can go and play on for the, in the G League. It's kind of like an AAU situation versus like a college one, which makes sense. I mean, in football, I think it, there's a big difference between 18-year-olds and 21-year-olds in football. Like you will oh, get yeah. your you will get your ass eaten if you're 18 playing in the NFL. In basketball, yeah. it's a little bit different, obviously, because you can go ahead and do that. Um, I don't know why they can't just go from high school to the ML or the NBA like they were before, but I like the the option that they have there where they can go and play in the G League. I wish I knew the name; it's just completely escaping me. But they have a whole team where there's guys that do that, and they're generally the best team in the league. So they should start televising those games. I feel like a lot of those kids who like, you know, they do not on major networks, right? You look at Jason Tatum, John Wall, these Mm -hmm. guys who went to go play at these large schools for basketball. I mean, I feel like a lot of that is just having some sort of college experience. I mean, do you think they go to class? If they do, they're going to flipping basket. I mean, a lot, a lot of them you need to, like a lot of the schools require them to have certain grades and I know they can get around them and all that, but. Yeah, but yeah, once again, you're in study hall and, and you're in basket weaving. I think the last player that played a true four years and got a degree was like Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. And Tim Duncan's been retired for almost seven, eight years now. Yeah. No, I so. mean, and, and the thing is, too, is there's there's guys, too, that like, I mean, even James Wiseman, like, got in trouble from the NCAA because he got, like, paid by Memphis or something like that. Um, and then he ended up like playing in the G league and stuff like that too. So there's different ways to do it. I like it. It's just, I, it'd be cool if there was like the whole like transfer thing that they do in, in soccer and football, just, I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, no, it would, it would be interesting. It would definitely be interesting to monitor and we'll have to continue to see what the XFL becomes. If they start doing that, it's going to be anarchy and it'll be awesome. (laughs) Kind of awesome. As it is, we have a lot to get through in the next few weeks with college football kicking back up. Uh, we keep yeah. saying it, but he's coming back. We swear to Christ. Um, we so swear listen, to we do, we do. But the NBA right now, full swing of the playoffs. Hot in the streets. So yeah, hot Philly, street. Philly coming out of nowhere lately. Yeah. So okay, so let's go Eastern Conference first. So number one, Miami versus number four, Philadelphia. Uh, Miami took the first two games, and human nature, as many people do, are like, oh shit, Miami's just way better than them. Got to remember, for seed, they're at home. There's a big home field advantage down in Miami, for sure, or home court rather. Sure, Philly comes. Philly comes back and wins the wins the last two games. Harden with 31, Embiid with 24 and 11 in in the fourth game, and be going through that injury and all that, wearing the mask and all that. It's just cooler Jets, cooler Jets. Sixers are pretty good. I think the Heat still win this one. Um, 
But I, I, and we're going to talk about it in a moment. I don't think whoever comes out of the series is going to the NBA final. I don't think either of them are going, in my opinion. I think Miami has the biggest potential uh, out of each. I mean, each series, right? Each out of each series, series right now. What's up? Out of each series or just this one? No, I, I think Miami has the largest potential to Overall. go to the finals. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, right now, I mean, Milwaukee and Boston, as you stated, this series is going to go down to the bitter end. Um, Hell yeah, you it know, is. John Morant being out right now at Golden State, I, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that for a second. And then Dallas has come out way hot late. What? So yeah. I don't I don't see how this this might just be a weird one. You know, Luca is playing his ass off. And yeah, um, to me, I'm sorry, I'm squirreling. But yeah, no, no I good. mean, Harden, the only thing with Harden is just it's a matter of time before he eats that team alive, basically. And also consistency is key, man. And I think from what we've seen from him in this in these playoffs, it's like when it's not a hardened game, it's not a hardened game, and James Harden's gonna make it try to be a hardened game no matter what. Um, and Bede's no. obviously the best player on that team. They got a lot of good role players. I mean, Tobias Harris shouldn't even be a role player really, but he is in this situation. I I don't know. It's like I they're a good team. Obviously, anybody that's in this situation right now is going to be a good team. Um, it's just, I feel like there's a couple pieces on both teams where I'm like, I'm not entirely sure we're going to get to that point. Like Miami is like DePaul legend, Max Drews going ham. Duncan Robinson has, I think one minute in this entire series and he's getting paid like the fourth most on the team. They're obviously good. Jimmy Butler's good. Calorie's good. All that shit. They play really well together. I just, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Cause if I watch this series and granted Philly's a weird team to kind of defend against. But then I watch Milwaukee and Boston, see how fluid their offenses are in comparison. It kind of gives me pause to say maybe Miami and Philly. Like Miami's obviously the number one seed. You got to respect them. But like in my head, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have what they need to do. You know? No, I agree with you uh, 100%. I believe that this is something that moving forward will be interesting to monitor where each series minus the golden state Memphis series, which I was really rooting for Memphis, but John Morant going still got a chance. Three ones tough, but still got a chance. They were close winning that game without John Morant, but without Mm -hmm. him, I don't foresee them advancing. I I think it's, and, and I've called this from the jump, but I think golden state and Phoenix are going to be the uh, conference finals. It's uh, too Western conference. Yeah. But Um, here's the thing. It's just, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 I was going to move on. I was going to move on. So if you got a point, get at it. No, 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 no point. Keep it moving. All right. Milwaukee, Boston. Interesting here. So series tied 2-2, just like Miami, Philadelphia. What happened here, though, each team split their home court advantage. So they're 2-2, but they both lost at home. Uh, it's interesting. Super interesting here. This is my favorite series of the entire playoffs, like, First round, maybe for the rest of the playoffs. I love seeing these teams match up. Mostly because game one, Milwaukee beats Boston by like 12. And people were like, oh, the Nets were just pretenders. It is what it is. Game two, the Celtics beat Milwaukee, I think I want to say by like 30, almost 30, maybe over 30. And then the 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 third game is when they got close. It was a two-point game. And then the last game, it was an eight-point game. So it's the swing goes either way. Um, and usually where you're like, okay, there's one team that just gets blown out at one point and you're like, okay, when the other team needs to turn it on, they can do it. This one, it can go fucking either way, man. It can go either way. And Al Horford's a monster. 
Al Horford's always been a stud, even when he's yeah, but he's like thirty six. How is he doing this? <laughs> he's just dude. He's an ageless wonder. He's I mean, for a big guy to be relevant that long is a big deal mm-hmm. in my eyes. I feel as if that Horford keeps them in the in the mix, and clearly this team has just they got it rolling right they now. They gelled, man. Be, yeah, and to be honest, good. I'd hope Boston would win over Milwaukee because I'm sick of Milwaukee and they <laughs> eat our lunch every every game. Yeah, um, you know, and they and won last see- year. You know, yeah. So I mean, what, uh, honestly, I would. I'm I'm rooting. I really am. I am rooting for that for Boston. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, team Boston 100%. in this series right now too. And I never thought I'd say that because I don't have a lot of love for Boston in general. But but I mean, hey, as it sits right now, once again, this is Tuesday, May 10th. Miami is beating Philadelphia by 14 points right now. Yeah. It's halfway through the third. So it's going to get interesting. It's going to get mad interesting. I'm really excited to see it. But I mean, I do want to say, I I do want to say just on the Al Horford thing. So last night, that was game four. Giannis uh, came up and dunked on Al Horford and said some choice words, which is funny because a lot of people are like, oh, Giannis is just a lovey dovey, blah, blah, blah. Al Horford didn't like it. He did this little like head shake. Mm-hmm. By the way, Dominican didn't know that. That was news to me recently. But he's Who? a Dominican man. Al Horford. No kid. No kid. I had no clue. I thought he was. Uh, he was. I American. guess he's like a god in the Dominican Republic. I didn't know that, but he is. Anyway. Um. Nope. Yeah. So he he said something to Al Horford, shook his head, and nodded, and proceeded to score a playoff high thirty points that game. He had 16 going into the fourth quarter, <laughs> scored 30 points after Giannis fucked around with him like that, which is so funny because, like, Giannis is, I wouldn't say objectively the best in the um, NBA, but if you don't put him top three, you're wrong. So, like, for Al Horford to come in and say, fuck you, I'm taking care of business, and, like, we know him as, like, the Embiid stopper, and that's why Philadelphia got him before because they were like, oh, Al Horford can stop Embiid. We got to get rid of him. But now he's over here stopping Giannis at like a ripe age of 36 or so. Like, I love to watch that. To me, I think that's old school, right? That's mm-hmm. that's what you want to see from a guy who's a veteran, you know, chippy. Not only that, but you piss him off on the wrong night and he's going to go for 30. Yep. That's Gritty what I've always boy. said. Yeah. That, that grind, that heart, I love that. You yeah. know, if you're going to piss me off, I'm going to shove it right in your face. It's that Kobe type killer vibe like mm-hmm. same thing with jordan had that pippen yeah, not but so it's, much pippen it's was funny because it's al horford <laughs> dude al horford's been a g he has I mean, been but i mean don't sleep on a whole i mean he's not he's not the top he's not any of the top five guys or four guys on that team really like no not anymore that's kind of the beauty of it. signed him well yeah back in the day they got him back this year but either way like like tatum's obviously the lifeblood of that they go as far as tatum takes them Jalen Brown's obviously a monster. Mark Smart, defensive player of the year. Do I agree with it? Probably not, but still. Like, they got a lot of really good pieces on that team, so it's nice to see Al Horford come in and be like, hey, you guys, I got this one. And they just come in and take care of business, and it's like nothing mattered. Does Brad Stevens stepping down, or not necessarily stepping down, but becoming the GM, and then Danny Ainge stepping out, and you know now they got a new voice? I mean, do you think that's what they needed? Because Brad Stevens never seemed to get this amount of grit out of this team. I don't think, or I don't know if you remember, but we were talking about the Boston Celtics about halfway through the season, and I was like, Ime Odoka just ain't it. It's not working out. Like the team can't figure their shit out. And basically, right after we said that. 
everything hit the fan and they just went on a tear. They were the hottest team in the NBA for like two months. I think this guy is a lot more connected with the team. Like Brad Stevens is obviously a very philosophical guy. He's like, we got to do this. We got to do this. He listens to analytics, whatever it may be. I think Ime Odoka is like, hey, like you guys need some dog. <laughs> and I think like he brought the dog for the team where like Brad Stevens can kind of sit there and be like, hey, this is this is what the numbers are telling us. This is the kind of plays that we should run and stuff like that. And then like Ime Odoka can come in and be like, you know, that lifeblood. And I, I like that. And obviously it's working out for him. But I just remember every single news source on the planet and every podcast, including ours, were like, hey, the Boston Celtics, like they needed Brad Stevens. They shouldn't have got rid of him in that capacity and moved him up. I, I mean, they're better off now than they've been in a long time. And I think Boston would just agree with that as a whole. For every guy that brings the excitement and brings the juice, you need some analytics behind it, right? Exactly. You, know, you got to mix the about, two. Yeah, hey, you got to Chocolate milk two. has two components, brother, and it's a delicious treat. It does. Treat. It does. It does. Great analogy. <laughs> and I love the fact that we do listen to our own podcast and remember certain quotes from it. I remember it because I was I was roasting. It was the the Bulls were one in the East. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that, that aged terrible. <laughs> that aged terrible. We were so excited about the Bulls being anything this year. Yeah. Uh, hey, they were next, all right. Okay. It was fun uh, to next watch. Year, next year, maybe. You know, yeah. we'll see. It's going to take some time. But this Should is interesting. To the wild, wild west. I mean, hey, what an awful Will Smith movie. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, We you kind of got to this a little bit, but Phoenix, Dallas, I watched the game on Mother's Day, admittedly pretty hungover. um, And I watched a lot of it. I watched a lot of it. And yeah, no, we both were. We call each other in the morning. We're like, we're both hungover. (laughs) It was a hell of a Saturday, people. Yeah, for both of us (laughs) separately. We Um, sent it. But okay, so watching Dallas, it's interesting to see Dallas in this scenario right now. Obviously, they play the Jazz, and the Jazz kind of like shit the bed pretty hard. Dallas come in my head is like, hey, you got Phoenix, who's like a full team, really good, went to the finals last year, it was full like collective unit. Dallas is like, you got Luca, you know, you got a couple other guys that are good pieces. They traded Porzingis this year. They get Dinwiddie. They get a little bit better, all that stuff. But you're like, these are middling pieces. I don't think any of this shit could happen like against the Phoenix Suns. And then you watch them play. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna talk about the Sunday game for for sake of uh for me watching it, whatever it may be. Watching the Sunday game, the Dallas Mavericks were in charge of the game for basically the whole time. Um every time the Suns so the Mavericks would be up like eleven, the Suns would get within four, and then the Mavericks just turn hot, hot heat no matter who it was, and they'd start knocking shit down. And this guy, the X factor, I think, for this team moving forward, if they want to be worth shit, is going to be Dorian Finney-Smith because he's a spark plug. And I say that specifically because he can knock down threes when he when needs to. And Phoenix got real close with him four. And Dorian Finney-Smith dropped three threes in a row and just kind of went, hey, it's an 11-point lead again. Like, get out of here. Like, this is, this is not your house. He took care of business. It was dope to watch. Granted, they were at home, but... I don't think anybody had this series being tied at any point. No, I thought this was going to be pretty much cake Cakewalk. for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I really thought this was going to be cake on the ocean for them. Now, what I would say is this. I don't believe Devin Booker is playing at 100%. No, I, I don't either. I believe he's playing. There, he's on a limited minute. Um, you know, it's a soft tissue injury of a hamstring, so you got to be really careful with that. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't want to prolong it. 
yeah, I think that's the biggest thing hurting them right now. But I think they're honestly, is it wrong to say they might be trying to drag the series on a little bit to make sure that Booker's healthy going into it? I don't know. No, there's no way they would do that. Yeah. If you can win a series, you win it, you know? True. Chris Paul's playing out of his mind. I will say that. He's so fucking good. He has games too where he gets really streaky and then he doesn't show up. He can't be the one option on a championship team. There's no way. No, no Booker needs to be the one. Yeah, he needs to be the, hey, we need a guy to turn it up, spark it. It's going to be Booker. But I will say, DeAndre Ayton's been playing pretty damn well. And there was a lot of people in the beginning. Beast. He is. There's a lot of people in the beginning of the season, like, you know, beginning of regular season, were like, what happened to him? He was so good in the finals. I think he just turns it on for big moments. Um, and he's, a, he, I mean, what is he? He's 7-2 in the paint. Like, he can take care of guys. And, like, granted, the, the Milwaukee Bucks won last year. But Aiton was pretty good in that series, and he was kind of like, hey, if you're a big guy, like at least I'm going to be here in the middle, and I'm going to eat your lunch every now and then. I don't see yeah, Dallas I... winning this. I will say that straight up right now. No. There's no way. I'm pretty sure that Suns might just win two in a row and call it a day. But I, they have way more fight than I thought they had, man. Hey, I mean, Luka is a, is a G. He's amazing, and, Luka, and it's Luka's obvious. in shape yeah. now, and it's like, damn. Yeah, what I mean, if he, if he came in shape in the season itself, I mean, who knows the type of numbers he'd be capable of putting Dude, it on? It's so goofy seeing him move because he's got that like, even if he's like you know ripped, he's still got that doughboyish thing he's to very, him. You know, yeah, yeah, he's he's not going to be jacked. He he's Mm-mm. not a specimen per se, but yeah, he's, he's very big, interesting he's like in his movement. Woman. He's a big boy, and like that's the thing too, and that's what I was going to say. His movement's really interesting. He's not that fast. But whatever he does, however he manipulates the ball, moves his feet, like he gets guys to bite so fast. So like when he's moving, obviously he's like boom, 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 boom. Really easy. Watch, watch, watch. And all of a sudden, two seconds later, you're like, oh, he's doing a step back fadeaway and there's nobody on him. And he'll drop those over and over again. And his passing is obviously great. And like a lot of the comps, not height or anything like that, just like from where they grew up and their age and everything like him and Jokic. Like, it's incredible to watch these European guys just walk up and start dishing the ball like they are. And I love seeing Luka in the playoffs way more than Trey Young. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out to the Serbians. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they do what they do what they can. I mean, and, yeah. and they do it well. I mean, I mean, a lot of them are big people coming out of Serbia. So, you know, hey, uh, it's great to see Luka put, throws that knee up. Usually it's a bucket. Yep. Um, it's definitely one of those scenarios where I, I, I think if they get more pieces in the future around that Dallas team, they could yeah. be something to grow off of. But shit, if they so, had two more guys, I think they can be a real force in the West if they want to be. Yes, I think so. But Phoenix needs to close the series out, and tonight is going to be a big night for them to win. Yep. Um, so with all that being said, this Golden State versus Memphis series, yeah. uh, as we kind of alluded to early. I mean, John Morant getting injured, definitely a, a situation that doesn't help anything. Scrappy. And we didn't talk about this at all, and it, that just reminded me. This, like, uh, code of conduct thing, have you been seeing that with Steve Kerr? I have not. So Dylan Brooks ended up having a questionable foul on Jordan Poole, and it, be- it started this whole thing. So, like, after the game – uh steve kerr was like that breaks code of conduct like you can't be doing that next game jaw gets injured with some questionable i mean i he didn't he didn't get injured on that but on like a play where somebody hit him i'm pretty sure it was like the couple plays before but people are trying to make a mountain out of a molehill here there's a lot of bad blood and it's really interesting because i did not expect to see that and it just kind of blows to see 
he might be the best player in the whole entire like uh than the matchup here. I mean, granted, you gotta give Steph his, his shine, but Ja's been beasting this year. So like seeing him lose it with the team, like the lower seat or technically the higher seed team, but the low less experienced team losing their their one one guy. It just really you know, it sucks. You want to see a full two, three matchup like we're getting right here. And I don't think we're going to. I mean, Golden State's gonna take it and we'll see what happens next round. Now, if you had to pick right now, Golden State or Phoenix, allegedly that's going to be the next round. Right. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm taking Phoenix. And how many games? Seven. This might be a better. That might be a better matchup than the. I'm gonna the say I'm gonna say the same because the last time they played in the regular season, it was a dogfight. Uh huh. So I believe that's going to be a great series. To and they watch match up and- really well. Yeah, I mean, you got like you got fucking Stefan, Chris Paul, you got Clay on book, like you got Draymond trying to get DeAndre Ayton all dirty in the middle, like that. And they all got they got a lot of good role players on both teams, so that'd be really fun to watch. What I do like about it is that 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 kind of gritty style of play is starting to come back and make mm-hmm. some sort of reentrance into the league, and I like it because it's been so soft. Like during the LeBron era, no yeah. pun intended, but like for real, it's kind of starting to. It's a pun because LeBron's soft as fuck. <laughs> Softer than cotton panties. By the way, Jeannie Buss has literally come out and, and publicly stated her frustration on SportsCenter and stated that there's too much of a salary cap on this team to remain competitive and some major decisions are going to be made. She's going to have to do next something year. About it. And we'll see. They're going to blow it. They're not They're going to blow it up. LeBron James staying. They need to. They're not going to. to though. He's terrible. He's awful. He's done. Just just be done. Just retire. Either that or go to a team Why like the Suns. Why does he need to retire? He's he literally was one of he almost got a scoring title this year. <laughs> He's an asshole. I know not he is, but still, you got to respect where respects too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying he's not one of the greatest to ever do it. He is, but he he's just such a crybaby. I'm sick of him. Yeah. And I'm sick of the way his management and, and clutch sports and all of them dictate what teams are going to do. I think it's bad for the sport. I mean, GM LeBron is bad, in my opinion. Like, if he were to come and yeah. be a GM, it would be bad. Um, yeah, but player out. LeBron's great, and that's kind of what we saw because there's a lot of players around the league that they traded for to play with LeBron or whatever, and they traded away, rather, and – a lot of those guys are still playing right now, and LeBron James is not. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not blaming it on him, but I am blaming it on the way he builds a team because everybody and their mom knows that he builds those teams. Of course he does. Of course, he's he states. But, eh, you know what? Different topic for a different day. Excited to watch these playoffs later. You know, MLB right now. America's stuff pastime. starting to get hot. What's up? Yes, America's pastime. America's pastime is right. It, it's uh, it's been pretty hot and heavy lately. Yeah, you know, guys get guys getting totally punched in the dick <laughs> yeah. random baseball games, yeah. and then that is and then hot. you know it's like <laughs> the, the Mets the Mets are looking hotter than ever right now. It's I mean, crazy. It's nuts to see the Mets being this good. What's wild um, with the New York Mets is I I I can't believe in them ever. You know, like they're they're. I think they might be the best team in the league right now. I'm checking just to be a hundred percent sure. Them, the Angels, the Yankees are all kind of no. I think the Yankees might be the best, which is disgusting that the two best teams are from New York. But um, the New York Mets are so good, and when they played the Phillies the other day, to be specific, they ended up coming back. They ended up scoring seven runs and winning the game, 
and that was just pure force. Pete Alonso, two homers. The whole team was just going off. Again, again, 162 games. We are 30 in right now. Sure. We're about a month. We're, and we're not trying to be overreaction game. Tuesday, but so I, you expect the Mets to kind of drop because they usually do that, but they have too much talent now, or that that doesn't seem possible to me. Well, the Braves are right where they were last season at this yep. exact time. So mm-hmm. they got Acuna back. They got all their their studs back. Granted, Freddie Freeman's gone, which I really dislike that greatly. Yeah. But still, it's it's one of these scenarios where that's still a the NL East is a tough division. It, it it really is. You got the Braves, you got the Phillies, which the Phillies are no joke. Fuck um, no, they're not. I mean Schwarbs and and all these guys, Guess which I would have loved to seen to Schwarber uh, in a White Sox uniform. We're gonna get to that in Comiskey Corner because I got a whole <laughs> rant on that. But still, <laughs> it's definitely something right now that I think the Mets. I mean, this could be interesting. But like you said, I mean, how crazy would it be? If it was a uh, a Subway Series World Series, that Gross. that hasn't happened in a long time. Gross. So yeah, it would be crazy. Yeah, it would be really gross because I hate the Yankees. But Me yeah, too. <laughs> I, don't yeah I think a lot of there. people do. But I mean, right now, I mean, it looks like the Central is going to just go down to the Cards and the Brewers. Cubs yeah. are out. Uh, Pirates. No one's worried about them. And then I mean, the Dodgers pretty much have the West locked. I, I mean, don't I know. know the now. No. I don't know because there's a lot of, I mean, they're easily like by name base, like statistically as their whole lineup, they're obviously the best team in the league. They probably are going to win it. I it's just, I don't know, man. If the currently the NLS is every single person in that or every single team in that division is above 500, which is fucking crazy. The diamondbacks are playing, are pitching their, asses off right now somehow the rockies are have a have a winning record right now every single team in that whole entire division has above 500 record which is pretty crazy i think the did dodgers probably bum garner did you see madison Bumgarner get yep. booted the other night because he yeah. got into it with an umpire because the umpire's awesome. a puss dude that was yeah. so wild that was such a wild scenario like so basically and i mean who knows what the actual story is um but like madison Bumgarner. Was like you know questioning the umpire um, while he was pitching because with a shitty uh, what do you call it strike zone whatever it may be um, and then they came up to check his hands and he's just staring at Madison Bumgarner dead in the eye not looking at his hands just staring at him dead in the eye um, just trying to kind of trying to treat him like a child <laughs> and like what's going on basically he got kicked out of the game it was kind of bullshit across i mean they were both like beefing or whatever at the end of the day the umpire came back and said hey i'm sorry <laughs> because it was his fault obviously you're umpiring the game your ego needs to get the hell out of there they're baseball players being competitive like granted you can't say specific stuff you can kick guys out but that was just the umpire being being a, a bitch in my opinion. I feel like these umpires have way too much power in the MLB and I feel like it's really bad for the game. I feel like they think they're these... losing it too, which is making them lash yeah, out. Yeah, even more. Yeah, it's like when dictators feel as if they're losing if losing their power, they go to more extreme measures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me this is something that the MLB needs to nip in the bud like right now. Because otherwise it's just going to get way out of bounds and shit's going to go way sideways and it's going to give too much power to the umpires, which already is the case. So if that's electronic umpire, something needs to happen because I'm sick of it. Now, if we're staying on the NL West, hey, Vince, why don't you do me a favor and just just tell me 
who called the fact that Carlos Rodon is basically going to win the NL Cy Young no, because he no, is no, on no. fire. I okay, so I agree with you, and he was doing this. It always last happens. Year. He was doing this it last always. Year. No, but this always fucking happens, dude. The White Sox lose a stud or someone to free agency. I know, and then they turn into like an absolute stud. He more so than what they were before. My concern with him is August and September. Not he's right now. He's gonna stay healthy this time. Watch. I don't. He, he and I hope he does because I like the guy for sure. Yeah. Um. They just the White Sox are like we can't bet on a guy that can't pitch the whole season. And last year, if you don't remember, he threw a no hitter right around this time, and he was the Would best nice pitcher in baseball. Right now. And Would he's nice gonna to win a Cy right Young. He's gonna do all this shit. And by the end of the year, we were like, remember how good Rodon was at the beginning of the season? That's what their concern was. Will it work out in their advantage here? I. I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't hope that it does because I want him to pitch well. But I think they were just like, hey, we got to be cautionary. There's no reason to have a really good pitcher in the middle of the season and then a guy that can't be available in the playoffs. I think that's what their concern would be. I don't know. I, I'm I want him. He's pitching so oh, goddamn well. I, oh, dude, he's a stud. He and, and I feel very regretful right now because our, our pitching rotation is a little thin. Uh, and guys are stepping up. Michael Kopik pitched a great game. I, I was mean, gonna we, say, let, but maybe it. maybe it's not in two months. We'll see. We'll because see. Giolito's I mean, coming back, getting back into form. And when Lance Lynn comes back, granted, we still need a five. That's the problem. Here's my question to you, Vince: Are the yep. Angels for real right now? No, no, they never are. So they never are. Uh, it, the A. So we basically went over the NL just really quick. Cubs are dead. I'm not even a Cubs hater. Everybody knows this. Mike's a dick about it. Dead. dead. They're dead. They're playing like shit. Frank Although Schwind- Vince, Vince goes, Reverend Vince is found in, in the bleachers of Wrigley Field <laughs> blasting take me out. The <laughs> I said White Sox. Um, Cubby Vince. They Cubby had a really Vince. good, like a decent beginning of the season. They had a couple good pitchers. They've dropped a shit ton in a row right now. They're two and eight in their last 10, four and 11 at home and six to seven away. NL Central's over. And then again, the NOS is all about 500. So, really, again, like there's only a couple wild card spots here. And you have, besides the division winners, you have the Giants, Padres, Cardinals, Braves, and Phillies all expected to try to, to get to that as well. So, that's what I just want to say. But from what you asked, the AL West, I want the Angels to be good. I've been saying that for a while. And I want to say it, I said it like two weeks ago where I was like, the Angels should be good. They have a lot of really good names, and then they have a lot of nothing. I am still worried about their pitching. And just like before, like the balls start popping off the bat later in the later in the year. Granted, they're in Anaheim, so it's a little it's warmer there and all that. I don't see them persisting unless at least Noah Syndergaard can keep going. Especially when you have teams like the Astros, be it as they may, they're still really fucking good. And the Mariners are on the come up. And like they're, I don't think the Mariners are going to be, what five games under five hundred like they are right now at the end of the season. So, I yeah, I I want to believe in the Angels. I want to say maybe there's a wild card spot for them. But if you're looking at the Astros and the Mariners, the AL Central is a wash. Whoever wins it wins it. I hope it's the White Sox. But then you have like you know the Rays and the Blue Jays also trying their best here. And if the Yankees are going to stay this good. The Red I told, Sox I told you that back. the Rays were far better than everybody. That, I mean, they were writing them off. I think the Rays, I mean, they're nothing flashy. No, I mean, and, no, and no, they, no, no, no. Yeah. They're, but, they're, but they're really solid. They always so. end up being good. It always happens every year. Oh, yeah. And they oh, will. Yeah. It's just the, <laughs> the one surprise team 
and I learned this a lot this weekend because the White Sox did play them. The Boston Red Sox have some problems. Yeah, everybody thought Trevor Story was going to be a guy for them. What's Yeah, he has not played well in the first month of the season. Their pitching's been subpar. Like, I mean, obviously, like, Devers is hitting still. Bogarts is hitting still. Well, they, a lot of people say Xander Bogarts is getting increasingly frustrated. Likely. Uh, that That's that's what I'm reading, that they yeah. don't want to invest in him long term. And that's after they invested in story. Right. Right. So and, and he wanted to get that some of that money, too. And, and now he doesn't feel as if that his services are in quote appreciated. So there could be some division there. Trouble but in Boston again, right now. Trouble eh, in bad ice. Trouble we'll in bad see, ice. Guy. You know, we'll see. <laughs> in my opinion, once again, it's so early that usually Boston goes on this weird ass hot hair right yeah. after the All Star break, and Chris mm-hmm. Sale is still on that team, and you know they usually figure it out. They have a great manager and and Cora. Yeah, uh, I I see them going far eventually, but I mean the fact right now that the Orioles are above them and the That's division hilarious. is kind of a joke. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, it's like okay, so like again. And like I know, I we're doing a podcast, so we have to talk about this shit. But I just want to are remind we? anybody: Are we? Doing yeah. Well, a it's on, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I, I I'm didn't just know. saying, like anybody listening to this, like there's a hundred and there's 130, Vince, 131 games left. Vince. Yeah. Is this the Taxi Squad podcast? It is. Okay, I'm just I'm just checking. You can follow checking. us on any social media. But yeah, Reverend, there's a there's 133 there's 130 plus games left in the season. So most of the shit that's going on in the standings right now probably won't be accurate come fuck it july let alone at the end of the season in october so much changes in baseball quickly yep so to one me, injury can is, fuck you one injury can fuck you you know that's why you know kind of looking at the al central right now if that's which i'm assuming we're leaning into yeah um i'm not too concerned but i'm very concerned and now let's get into comiskey corner and go to 35th Street that I would like to set on fire right now uh-huh. because I am so just absolutely I am so just fit to be tied with is this, this team. Is this just right because now. of last night? This is just a culmination of the past month and a half. Mike, okay. they're seven and three in their last ten. They've been Yeah, Vince, I know. I know they, they were good and they played a really shitty Boston team and, and all of that. Yep, okay, <laughs> good. You swept the Cubs. Good. Great. But now you come home, okay, and you totally, totally squander a Copic start that was a gem. Yeah. Okay. The kid gave up two runs through six, basically, and probably could have gone the distance if you gave him the chance. But I have no idea what Tony is thinking right now and making sure that, oh, you know, guys stay under certain pitch counts. Copic, this is first year starting, basically. Mm-hmm. Let him go. Yeah, he's let him roll. Yeah, and and even so, like, yeah, you do want to see that happen. Uh, he did pitch really, really, really well last night. The bullpen management at the end of the game was so bad, and I know Tony is Tony awake right now. Is he awake? Like, is he? He's never been awake. Tony Tony Larusa might be legally blind. I don't know if he can see. Like, there's, there's, I, I don't know if he can see, let alone think correctly, because I think he has the cognitive function of our president. Literally, yeah, the man is, is like, is <laughs> is terrifying. Yeah. And once again, this all goes back to this cheap ass old school ownership of Jerry Reinsdorf and Co. Mm-hmm. Dictating who the managers are going to be and not letting people like Rick Hahn do their job. Right. If I had Rick Hahn's telephone number, I'd text him. I'd be like, "Dude, 
Get the fuck out of what town. What do you got to do? Get the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of town. Honestly, yeah. you're screwed. Go restart somewhere. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, this is going to be our demise. The poor bullpen management, the poor pitching management as a whole. Okay. And then, you know, you look at certain situations like, for example, like spring training. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When our, our young kid is, you know, maybe on the fence, has a goofy throwing motion. I'm talking about crochet, of course. And you go throw them out there in a game that, yeah, I understand you got to get your guys some some reps, but still, I mean, is it is it out of bounds to say that that could have been waited on? I I don't know, I don't know. But. I think yeah, and there's been a lot, and I have a group chat with me and a couple of my other buddies, and we like t- we basically talk through the games. It's very fun. TFT um, TFTI Vince TFTI. I mean, dude, we've yeah. had this for years, but I can do I can do that for you if you want. Um, oh, thanks, thanks. So. Brother. Basically, we talk about it every every single game, and it always happens at the end. And Tony LaRusso is getting a little Cardinals Tony LaRusso right now, but the rules are a little different. He's getting way too goddamn playful with the bullpen. Way too playful with the bullpen. And examples were last night. And I, I got I got the text from Mike, the obligatory Liam Hendricks is the fucking worst text. He is the worst. He's not. He isn't. Don't go, <laughs> don't pull your stats out of your ass, Vince. I'm not in the mood. I'm right not now. pulling it out of my ass, I'm pulling it out of the ass. <laughs> No, he is trash. No, Fuck not. the stats. Fuck what the book says. He's going to be our demise in the playoffs if no, we even get not. that far. I'm telling what happened, you, bro. What happened yesterday? What happened yesterday was a microcosm of a bigger issue with Tony. A Rizzo. microcosm of a bigger, of a bigger issue. There issue. was two outs left in the bottom of the ninth, and, and he got put in. He got put in with the bases loaded, with four runs four runs to come back granted he shouldn't give up a home run but also he does that shit and we know that so why the yes, hell are you that's bringing not him acceptable in that from one of the best closers in baseball but also he's going the to guy close the majority of the games that he goes up and does and he's still he's Literally, fourth in the mlb and closes right now your job your job yeah because he gets so many opportunities against shit teams okay for the record Guess who's a shit his- team cleveland Right, and, and for he some can't reason, close the door against them because the bases were loaded. You can't put a guy in there with with four guys on and what one out. I mean, and granted, Josh Naylor. Vince, no, there was dad. two outs. Vince, he had one out to get. What is the purpose of a closer? Pitch the whole. What inning. is the purpose? Give him can, a clean can inning. Just, can you just expl- can you explain to me what the purpose of a closer is, Vince? Clean inning save, Mike. That's the no, purpose no. Of a fuck the clean inning save. The <laughs> purpose of a closer is. When the shit gets hairy and it hits the fan and you might be winning by eight at the time, but now you're only winning by four, your job as a closer is to come in and slam the door if you are as dominant as you're supposed to be, A, and B, the AL Closer of the Year in 2021. I'm sick of this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of his little, his weird-ass douche knot. I'm weird <laughs> of him acting like he won Game 7 of the World Series after he got a close against the fucking Mariners. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm over so- it. I'm so excited to visit this, like at the end of the year when he's like second. No, I'm not going to be excited to visit it because he's going to be ass. He's going to leave fastballs down the dick at 97 miles an hour. They're flat and piss. And Josh Naylor, a.k.a. our daddy, is going to have eight RBIs (laughs) in 30 minutes. Yeah, uh, that's a true statistic, by the way. Yeah, that was that was brutal. Josh Naylor had a two run double, a grand slam, and a three run homer in that game. <laughs> that's just fucking ridiculous. He had eight RBIs. That's just so dumb. I mean, the beginning of that game, I'm like, man, Kopik looks like a guy. He looks like the guy you traded for. He looks like the guy. 
And now, you know, I come back in. I'm like, okay, eight to two. Good, good, good. All right, we're fine. We're fine. It's the seventh. Life's good. Come back in. Bottom of the ninth. I'm like, okay. Okay, we're good. Two outs, three, two count, walk. All right, walks, bases loaded. Of course, head case is going to come in. And bottom line, what happened was, I watched the whole thing. I watched me the too. whole thing play me, out. No, me too. Me too. He can't get his breaking ball over, and when he can't get his breaking ball over, chances are he's like thunder gripping it and palming it, and that's why it's just being buried in the dirt, right? Yep. So with all of that being said, then he leaves a fastball and they're waiting on it, and a professional ball player is going to take that three seventy five over the right field fence all day long, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. No. I mean, it it wasn't good. I'm not going to justify that. Uh, I think that was a, again a microcosm of a bigger issue, and that is bullpen management. And Tony Larusa doesn't have shit for that, and I don't think he can lead that team to. Well, currently, Vince, it's the bottom of the fifth, and we're winning by one. Do you After... think we should bring in Hendricks now? No, Maybe he could close the last three innings. Bottom of the ninth, and I, we then. were saying it. We were talking about it earlier. Um, I think uh, it's interesting with Liam Hendricks, and again, this is the last thing I want to talk say about him, but. He closes the game when it's a one-run game. And if it's a four-run game, he generally closes it, making it a one-run game. I don't know why he's got to do that. It definitely gets my, like, you know, balls in a knot or whatever. he has to do that? He's the Carson Wentz of closing pitchers, okay? Every time he goes out, you're just basically going to have a heart attack. We need this. We need this in our relationship and our podcast to just have a complete disagreement on something. I, I think he's all, no, because Vince goes to the analytics. I'm far more emotional than that. And I watch <laughs> and the eye test never lies. He sucks ass sometimes. He's terrible um, and he ruins our life and he gets bailed out constantly by Tim Anderson and co as it is. OK, as it is, they go up nine, eight on us. We come back and score a run in that inning. OK, awesome. Guess who hit that run in? Who, Mike? Who's the same guy who bailed him out of the fucking Field of Dreams game? <laughs> Timothy. Tim Anderson. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sick. I'm so I like poor Timmy, honestly, that he has to deal with this much pressure and how good he is, honestly. Like yeah. he's arguably one of the best shortstops in baseball. And he has to deal with such an ass closer like Hendricks. Why? <laughs> like at this, at this point, like, why can't we try and flip him for something of value? I would never and maybe. Him. Oh God, I think what, you should. Give me one closer you'd rather have than him. Right now? Yeah. The dude on the Angels. I forget his name. It's not it's it's I mean, he is on fire right now. Yeah, me. but have you he's never brought them to the playoffs and done shit either. Well, I, I don't care, but bring him to a team that, that it matters. You see what I'm saying? Bring him to a team where it matters. I mean, I mean it does I, to them right now. I I know what you're saying. I like my Hen- I like Hendricks. I'd honestly hedge my bets with him over basically anybody else in the MLB. I have a new I have a new adage, ready? Yep. When Hendricks pitches, I need to drink Hendricks because I think <laughs> I that's like the that. only way I'm going to get through the ninth inning. Big okay? gin guy, I like it. Every now and again. I am. I'm just saying it it, yes. it is it is just it is it is a lot right now. You know, the hope is is that you can take the last two of this series and get yep. in with a game and a half of the Twins. The Twins right now, as I said, I said this in the beginning of the season. I said the Twins scare me. May. That's, I'm saying 
Twins know. scare me. Do their you pitch, understand? Their pitching doesn't look that good, though. That's the only thing. So yeah, that that's that's a negative. But we do have to remember that in 2020 and 2019, this this team was winning AL yeah. Centrals and yep. and, and 102 and games or something something like that. Right. So I mean, they're, they're not far off. So it's still something that as a as a fan group we have to pay attention to. But you know, before, ultimately, go ahead. So before we wrap this up, some positive some positive things here. Yeah, go some positive after them, I just them young mans in our rotation. I know we chatted about them a little bit. Are really, really, really good this year, and it's really good to see. Kopech leads the league in ERA with a point nine three right now, which is insane. And Dylan Cease is fourth in K's with forty seven, and also has a two point three eight ERA. And I'm not going to say that last thing that's on there because it's about our boy, and I don't want to bring that back up again. <laughs> Um, so the, it's beautiful to see those two guys getting at it. Um, before that game yesterday, Sox were on a six game winning streak. Um, so this isn't in the end. Of, this isn't the end of the world in my head. It's better to get these losses out now at three and a half out of first Lance Lynn's back next month. Vaughn and Eloy were doing BP. So that's good news. So we'll get them. We'll get Vaughn back for Eloy, I believe, but Eloy's going to come back in a month or so. So, I mean, you know, getting all the guys back. Kind of getting everything settled. It just feels nice. And also, Giolito is shoving right now. So that's cool. But just remember, G- just remember, we're going to get very frustrated about them throughout the season, but it's they me. are a good it's team. Me. It is me. We, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right now, there's a lot of frustrations uh, beyond just, you know, management. You know, we do have some injury bugs that we're going through, but it will be nice to see this team come together and gel. Lance mm-hmm. Lynn's coming back. You got the young guys pitching really well right now. I hope Kopitz remains in the starting rotation he the will. time here. Hundred percent. He needs to. And and not only that, you know, he needs to be a guy for us, and I think it's his time. So, you know, let's hope the piss poor management of the bullpen ends. Let's hope mm-hmm. Tony hears the pop a little bit and stop believing that it's too Or he starts like drinking like child blood or whatever for the fountain of youth. <laughs> I don't know what type of he's, conspiracy he's one shit old we're motherfucker. On I think that's a whole other Wrong podcast. podcast. <laughs> whole other podcast for conspiracies, bro. But for real right now, I think once all of our young talent comes back in, you know, I just I just really hate the fact that in the offseason you had the opportunity to go sign like Schwarber. Uh, it would have been great to have yeah. him in our lineup as a power left-handed bat because I feel as if that's the one thing this lineup is missing. It would be nice to have a one-two punch. And Sheets is Sheets. not it right now. Dude, he hit a bomb last night. He did. Thank he God. an but... absolute piss missile last night. Three-run yeah. bomb that helped get the Mo going. Right. So I believe we do have potential. Gavin Sheets, I think, has potential, but defensively, he's a liability. Um, I'm just I'm excited tell. to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see August and to see where we're at. So, And you yeah, guys will be hey, with us the whole way. Fun fact, the Twins tonight are starting eight first-round draft picks that they have acquired over the past, like, six years. That is crazy. It just – and also that nuts. also go, kind of goes to show, too. It's like – You got to mo- Yeah, well, yeah, that, but also most of the time the MLB draft is kind of a crapshoot. So that's almost a bigger nod to them, whether or not they have enough guys to actually play in those positions or whatever it may be, but they have a lot of good – bright spots but um just the fact that they ended up having a bunch of first round draft picks that actually ended up being in the mlb is a kind of a a tip of my cap to an enemy is kind of what i'm thinking right now Mm-hmm. 100 percent. it's gonna be exciting to watch the al central as we proceed i will be live from the white Sox game on friday evening so coming to Cheap. you live 
another another week, another ballpark for this group. Um, so let's keep it moving. Vinny, as always, yes, great being here with you. Thank you to every every listener here, and uh, of course, we'll be back next week. And and if, I mean, you, you're gonna tell them to do the thing, Vinny. I was just gonna say before before you leave, everybody, can you just do us a favor and just you know like, comment subscribe to some shit maybe rate us on spotify gotta rate us that's five the key. stars for the boys follow that's us on key. twitter instagram all that shit i just want to see your beautiful shining faces on all. don't forget things. the tiktoks new all content coming soon facts everybody have a great rest of your week we are out peace